Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast, the ultimate personal productivity podcast covering the apps and tools to help you get things done, exploring the workflows, resources, and automation of successful individuals, and so much more. Now over to your host, Francesco D'Alessio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is your host, Francesco, here. I hope you've had a great week so far. Um, As you can see, we haven't had a mini episode. Uh, We'll probably be back to a regular routine. Uh, The last episode we put out was with Joshua Zirkel uh, from Asana. So if you haven't listened to that one, uh, that was specifically a very good one. Uh, But today we are speaking to Zoe Ariella, who is uh, a lifestyle YouTuber who covers a range of topics from travel... Uh, all the way to minimalism, law of attraction, and she gives some really fantastic advice. Now, uh, I really particularly like her story. Uh, I actually found Zoe maybe like a year, year and a half ago. Uh, She does a lot of collaborations with language YouTubers, um, and because of my work with Flashlix, Flash Academy now, uh, I actually discovered her there. And it was actually really interesting because I fell into, like, a spiral of watching loads of her videos because I, I watched some of the ones where she was talking about I moved to Rome and then I fell into the trap of watching uh, some of her routine focused ones and daily habits. Uh, she has a whole range of videos uh, on YouTube, over a hundred thousand subscribers. She's also the author of a book about minimalism as well, uh, which I'm sure we'll add in the link in the description. Uh, so this one's super interesting, guys. Uh, stick around, especially if you want to learn. Uh, about some really positive habits and routines. Uh, I think Zoe's going to be a real star on here on the podcast. So uh, just before we dive in, I want to thank our sponsor for Series 2 here on the Tools I Use podcast, and that is Setup. Now, for those who don't know, Setup is a uh, basically the Netflix for Mac apps, allowing you to have a collection of applications available in one suite, over 100 Mac applications, uh, and that's all for a set monthly rate. So instead of having to let's say you're starting up a side project, like paying up like huge amounts for upfront costs for apps, or even like a recurring fee, there's none of that. You just pay a set fee per month and you get access to all of these apps. So it's really neat. I'll include a link in the description um, and in the final podcast. Um, so a couple of podcast time, we'll be doing a nice big giveaway. So you definitely guys uh, could jump into that one. Anyway, guys, without further ado, let's dive into our conversation with Zoe. So, Zoe, you're coming from uh, Rome, Italy right now, right? Yes, I am. It's, it's sunny outside today, too, so sending you all the Roman sunshine. <laughs> oh, lovely. I really, I, I went to Rome like two years ago, f- fell in love with it. It's uh, absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Yes, it has that effect on people, hence why I'm here. <laughs> I bet <laughs> you loved love. it. Did you love it in the winter when it, it did it, it, it snowed only a couple of months ago and the whole city got covered, right? Yes, it snowed in Rome, honestly. It's like my eyes and my brain couldn't comprehend seeing snow on palm trees and snow around the Colosseum. But I actually got up at five to go check it out because the weather forecast had predicted snow and no way. But I set my alarm early anyways, because I thought if it snows, I have to go check it out. And of course, it snowed. It snowed way more than expected. And it was super, super cool to be here, I'd say. I think it's probably a once in a lifetime thing. Oh, definitely. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping so anyways, because I did move here for the sunshine and the heat. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, every now and then it's good to have the, the opposite, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, no, uh, that, that, that's fantastic. And um, I've sort of given a bit of introduction to you already, um, but uh, it'd be great to hear sort of day to day what you do 
um, it, it's sort of, I guess, a routine to some extent. Okay, yeah. So, so day to day, um, I, I want to, I don't really like to, I work every day, I'd say. Like, I don't, I'm not the type of person that takes weekends because I'm this digital nomad type and I feel like my passions and my work kind of intertwine, whether this is YouTube or writing and it's um, just a way of life for me now. But from Monday to Friday, I have a little bit more of a structure because I'm actually in Italian language classes. Okay. So typically what I'll do is I get up around uh, five, between five and 6 a.m. each day, and I'll get a few hours of work in before I go to Italian class in the morning. And then after I get back from my classes, I'll probably work through the afternoon and then um, be, done, be done for the day. And so my work includes... YouTube, writing, and I also have freelance digital marketing clients. So each client is different, but it's anything from social media management, uh, developing advertisements, SEO work, blog writing, any kind of copywriting, um, and some video projects here and there. So it's really nice that I can split up my Split of my days with those different types of activities. It's not so mundane. I never am bored, I suppose. But as I mentioned, like I'll find that I'm spending a lot of time on the weekends editing videos or filming videos, but it's my passion. So I don't really know if I could consider that work. Yeah, it's sort of like blends into one because you're enjoying it. Yes, Great. yes. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And and you must obviously being able to manage the digital marketing side of stuff and then the YouTube. How do you go about like managing? all like your to-do list for the day to some extent so the to-do list so I'm big on journaling and each morning when I, I start my day by journaling and what I make sure to do is to set three goals for myself and normally they are work or project related so whether this is completing a project for a client completing a video I was editing I clearly state what my three goals are for the day so that if I get them done, then I know that, you know, I, I've done well for the day. And throughout my day too, um, like I do keep a notepad beside my computer where I'll just jot down notes of anything that comes to mind that I like should follow up an email here or do something in the afternoon. But I do always try to make sure that those three goals that I set my intention for in the morning do mm. get done. That's really, that's a good, good starting point. And, and with that sort of journal and, and, and task list to some extent, do you have like your journaling process there? Do you have like, do you spend like five minutes doing your own sort of thoughts and feelings? Yes. Well, I have used like the more specifically the five minute journal in the past. So I follow a similar structure in my own journal. Um, I'll write a gratitude list. It could anywhere from, I'd say like five to 10 things I'm grateful for just to get that positive mindset in the morning. Like I mentioned, I outlined three goals for the day or three projects that if were completed, I would feel very fulfilled and satisfied with my work day. I'd feel like I can go to sleep like later on this evening. If these three things are done, I'll know that my work is done for the day. And then I'll also take the time to write any any feelings I need to write out, any creativity that needs to flow through, I just kind of like let it happen. That's why I, like I mentioned, I did use the five minute journal in the past and I think it's an excellent tool, but I can tend to go off on these creative little tangents. I get ideas. I want to jot down some, um, you know, ideas for an upcoming book that I'm writing or something I want to do for a client. So it's just kind of my, yeah, my creative space. I suppose I start my day off with those different points in my journal, but then I allow the time for the 
free space. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And you must go through a couple of journals, maybe monthly or how, how often do you get through them? Um, a couple of, you know, it depends. I probably, I like to buy bigger journals. I'm very picky about my journals. I like to buy <laughs> bigger journals and journals that have really nice pages, like not ones that I, I write on and I feel like my pen could go through the paper if I'm scribbling quite fast or, you know, I'm using dark ink or something like this. I like to be able to write on both of the pages and it's, it's better for me to have a larger journal too, because at times I like to like flip back and see what a few months prior looks like compared to now helps me kind of cultivate that gratitude in a way as well. Yeah. And wow. Like, you know, a few months ago, this is what I was working on and like, look how far along this project has come or look how long it's been since that was completed. It just allows me to reflect. Exactly. Like you you can see what you were like three months ago. That's pretty great. Um, And do you have like a specific notebook brand that you sort of go to every time? I, I don't, I actually like to switch it up. So the last journal that I bought, I bought when I was in San Diego at this really, really cool store. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was a store and it had all different types of journals. And I mean, it was a little bit of a heaven for me. <laughs> I remember going through and I could decide. And then my next journal, my parents actually gifted to me for Christmas. So I mean, like I said, I do have my specifics. It needs to be bigger. The, the paper quality needs to be good. But yeah. um, other than that, I, I do switch it up. <laughs> yeah, you normally have like a just a guideline to go with, but sort of enjoy everything out there. That's really yes, neat. yes. Um, so you <laughs> sort of get the tasks in there, you get the journaling in there. How do you sort of manage the, the calendar side of stuff? Do you do that digitally? Yes. So, well, I actually, I don't tend to use digital calendars. Of course, if somebody schedules a call with me or something, that will go into my Google calendar. But I also take the time to write it out in a planner that I have that sits beside my computer. Also very large, also very good paper quality. And that I, I don't know what I would do without it. I've tried using, using digital planners before, like for example, on my cell phone. But the problem that I had with that was that each time I would go on to my cell phone, I found myself gravitating towards, you know, Facebook, Instagram, these applications that it just all of a sudden becomes unconscious that you go towards. Mm -hmm. So rather than instead of writing something down that I needed to put into my calendar or set a reminder for, I found myself, you know, scrolling around for a while and it just wasn't good for my productivity. So I've just stuck to the good old fashioned uh, paper and pen. (laughs) And I really enjoy that too, because I love to complete a task and be able to cross it off. It's very satisfying to me. So yeah, I know a lot of people like that. It's, it's, it's a good habit to have. And, and I I guess my next question for you would be, of course, there's so many different like apps out there and even like the act of going on your smartphone. Do you find it like, um, I, I guess like what sort of, what was the official thing to, for you to go, I'm moving to paper or, you know, I'm not going to try these digital apps anymore. I think I was still in my corporate job at this time and it was frowned upon to be using your cell phone quite a bit. So I think that's when I probably decided against the digital applications because I remember the, the only one that I ever really did use like a calendar app was recommended to me by my friend and it was fun to use for the first couple of weeks while I was plugging things in, color coordinating them. And then I realized, you know, like I, I think I am spending too much time on my cell phone and then my workplace, it just, you know, like I said, it, it's not ideal to be on your cell phone the whole time. You should be working. <laughs> so I decided to switch it over to all, all written. 
So, and I mean, of course, each time that the new year comes around and all the new planners hit stores, I'm, I'm just, I'm into journals and planners. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. And and loads of people move into it just because they can get away from their phones. I think it's, it's a nice. Exactly. Exactly. Because even when I'm working, um, unless I'm doing something specific work-wise on my cell phone, I like to tuck it behind my computer because I don't want to see the screen light up if it's just, you know, an app that's reminding me of something or if a friend texts me, if it's out of sight, out of mind. So I generally tuck it behind my computer. I've had it flipped over beside my computer, but then, you know, it's so unconscious now because we're so connected to just flip it over and check what time it is on the screen when your computer could be right in front of you. So yeah, tucked behind my computer. <laughs> I like that tip. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. And um, hardware-wise, hardware wise, um, what sort of phone do you have? Maybe, maybe laptop as well? Yeah, so I use a MacBook Pro, which is good. I mean, ideally, I would like something a lot lighter, like an Air, because I do work from cafes a lot, and I'm always putting it in my bag and going here and there. But the Pro um, is a lot better for, like, exporting videos faster and like obviously has more space so that's what I'm using now is a MacBook Pro and for my cell phone I use the iPhone 7 plus I I really like the iPhones and I the iPhone 7 plus has the portrait mode which is really good to take photography whether it be for Instagram or for clients even too so I'm really enjoying the phone I think it was a great investment I had to buy it uh, flat out which is not uh, common for people in North America I know like normally we can buy into a plan and pay off a phone over the span of three years but I had to buy this phone outright and I you know I don't regret it for a second it was a great investment definitely it's but yeah I mean the camera on those phones are pretty amazing especially for Instagram (laughs) yes yes exactly (laughs) on on the sort of topic of apps um, what are some of your favorite apps on your smartphone right now on my smartphone right now. Well, I would say my all-around favorite app is Instagram. And I do work on it like for myself and for clients and whatnot, but I'm just a visual person and I like to get creatively inspired. But if we're moving away from kind of like the more more popular ones, I would say that I really like the WordPress app for my blogging because it allows me to open up drafts and just write them on the go and save them and I find it's very user-friendly and I do really like Duolingo because it helps me with my Italian and it always sends me little reminders and a third app that I really like is the secret to money app so it's all about the law of attraction and it helps you to try to manifest money sends you positive affirmations for the day gives you that abundance mentality so yeah (laughs) those are the ones that I like yeah. And and that's sort of like a, a topic you're quite known for on YouTube, isn't it? The law of attraction side of stuff. Um, yes. How do you sort of blend that into your routine then? Well, um, see, I, see, now I'm thinking about more apps that I like. So, <laughs> so app, like I am a huge fan of uh, both Blinkist and Audible because they allow me to get my knowledge in each day. So Typically, by blending like law of attraction into daily routine, I'll listen to, um, you know, like a positive book. Like, say, if it's, um, oh, sorry, I'm just, I just want to pull up my app so I can read some of the ones that I have on here. It's for fine. You. Go for it. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. So, 
Everyone um, loves apps on this thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So like, for example, I've just opened up um, Audible where I'd say like the majority of the books I have um, downloaded on here are like, well, they're all self-improvement based, but a lot more lately, a lot law of attraction. So I have like a law of attraction sleep meditation on here that I sometimes listen to before I go to bed, but I also have um, money in the law of attraction, uh, the power by Rhonda Burns. And she wrote the secret. So of the secrets on here, things like this. I like to listen to those on audible because I find that whenever I'm getting ready in the morning, I can have them on in the background. And I don't necessarily feel like I need to pay direct attention to them because I've listened to them a few times each. And it's just nice to have on the background. Like I said, I'm getting ready or I'm cleaning the house, something like this. It's nice. And for Blinkist, are you familiar with Blinkist? I am. Yeah. Big fan. (laughs) Yes. I love Blinkist. And I'd say generally like in the mornings, I do gravitate more towards Blinkist than Audible because in 15 minutes I can have just key insights for the day. So Yeah, but like I said, more law of attraction contents on Audible for me, but a lot of, you know, get to it self-improvement stuff is on Blinkist for me right now, like essentialism and how to win friends and influence people. Like a lot of these amazing classics that I've re-listened to multiple times and I, I'm still so inspired each time. Yeah, the, 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 those sort of formats of doing it, you don't even notice that you're sort of getting it all in, don't you? You can have it on in the background and just pick up loads of great stuff. Exactly. Like, I mean, the four hour work week I have on here by Tim Ferriss, I've listened to that whole book on Audible a few times and I've listened to it on Blinkist. I mean, probably like seven or eight times because I just get so inspired each time and each day it affects you in a different way because maybe, you know, unconsciously you're looking for some type of answer and it comes to you with, you know, an insight from one of these books. So it's great. It's like watching a movie for the second or the third time. You always pick up something a little bit different. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, sort of, I, I think it's quite positive with your sort of approach to the analog offline productivity. Um, what, are there other moments during your day, obviously you've got journaling, that you take that time out to sort of get away from tech to pause? I think that'd be great to hear. hear. Yes, well, in the morning, uh, before, like I do set my alarm from my cell phone, but I actually don't like tune into social media. I keep it on airplane mode until I'm done my morning meditation and my morning journaling. And a lot of the time, because I get up so early to work, I know that the rest of the world, especially most of my clients are in North America, nobody's up. So nothing's like so extremely urgent that I like to take those, you know, the first two hours of when I'm up, not to be surrounded by that. So of course, when I do start my working day, I'll flip open and check my email. But I mean, there's no need for me to, you know, scroll through social media or, you know, check out some of the apps right away, unless I'm listening to a book, but that can be offline. So like I said, I, I do have it on air, airplane mode. And then for throughout the day, when I am in my Italian classes, like my cell phone's tucked in my bag, I'm just in the now there. And for the most part, I do try to shut off all screens around 8 p.m. each night. That doesn't always happen. I have to be honest. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I'm like so into editing a video that I can be up until, you know, 11, 30, 12, and then I pay for it the next day and my alarm goes off at five. But (laughs) for the most part, I try to take a conscious effort to power down around 8 p.m. Yeah, I think that's becoming a lot more 
um it's a sort of common routine with a lot of people because they're finding that you know all day they're on these phones and then you know it's starting to take an impact so yeah no i mean i think you're exactly you, you put out your morning routine video didn't you like yesterday yes so it'll yes. be i haven't actually watched it yet i've got the sort of watch later thing on it um but i'll put it in the link so that people can go away and and fully work out you know what your 5am start is and uh, yes <laughs> It's brilliant. Um, yeah. And sort of one, one final question to you. Um, obviously, books are a big favorite for you. Um, what's the sort of one book that's really changed sort of your thinking, I guess, in the last maybe six months or a year that you maybe recommend to people to listen to or read? <laughs> okay, six months to a year. The pressure's on. I read a lot <laughs> of books. So I'm actually going to look through my list right now and let you know which one which one jumps out to me for the past six yeah. months to a year? Hmm. I'll, I'll add some sort of drum roll here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> add some sort of drum roll. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I really, really enjoyed The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Have you read that book? I haven't. No. What's it about? So, you know, it's... Okay, let me see if there's a proper description that I can read for you it, because it I don't want to... It sounds wanna... like a skiing book. Okay, so okay. <laughs> a skiing book. It could be. <laughs> okay. So okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the proper description for you because, okay. like I said, I I one. really um really recommend this book and I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> I tend to do that. I'm like, I have a really great story. I have a really great great quote, and then hold on, let me try to remember. Yeah. Um, so let me see here. Sorry, one moment. It's just no. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. So the big leap: conquer your hidden fear and take life to the next level. So we have a quote here at the beginning. Says Gay Hendricks is a great role model for true success. He enjoys abundance and a deep connection with his own spiritual essence, and at the same time has lived for three decades in a thriving marriage. Now he shows us how to do it for ourselves. So that was a quote by Mark Victor Hansen co-author of Cracking the Millionaire Code, but says, in The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks, New York Times bestselling author, demonstrates how to eliminate the barriers to success by overcoming false fears and beliefs. So, and it says, like, people who are uh, fans of work by Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, uh, Marianne Williamson, they find it very useful and effective uh, for them to take their careers and their lives to the next level. So it was really interesting because I found that while I was reading this book specifically, I was able to identify blocks, like mental blocks in my life that I didn't even realize that I had. So I think that's why that this one sticks out to me so much. So it's kind of like, I remember what I took away from it was that for me personally, um, like you, I never want to, to like boast about myself or like what I'm doing and all this, but it talks about or taught me, I suppose, how to speak about things that you do and be proud of yourself, but in a way that comes across as really authentic and you don't feel awkward speaking about yourself, I suppose. So Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. That's tough. It is kind of tough because I find like, especially being an expat in a city, I'm always asked like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I kind of do this and this and this and I don't really know how or didn't really know how to speak about myself or I felt awkward about it and I and the fact that I felt awkward about it is just own personal block so this is why I think this book sticks out to me of course we're always still working through our own mental blocks and our own fears but uh, yeah this book was definitely very inspiring 
It sounds really great. I, I know someone particular who would really enjoy that one. Um, brilliant. Um, oh. And Zoe, where can we where can we find you after this podcast? Okay, so after this podcast, I suppose um, YouTube is probably what I'm best known for. So my channel is Zoe Ariel, which is my first and middle name. And I have a lot of content on there in regards to self-improvement, a lot on the concept of minimalism and travel and, and just being an expat in Italy. And I'm also on Amazon as an author. I'm the author of three books and they're all self-improvement based. They're on there as well. And I do have a website, zoeariel.com, where I blog each week and you can learn a little bit more about my life. Fantastic. That's great. Yeah, I, I highly recommend your YouTube channel anyway, because uh, it's uh, really good for just like travel, minimalism, so, like a good range of stuff. So it's, it's really positive. Yes, thank you. Thank and, you. I appreciate that. Because I, I, this is the thing too, is like I just spoke about, I never know how to market my YouTube channel because yeah. it's like there's quite quite a lot of um whether it be travel expat life but um i enjoy every moment of it so i guess that's the important part <laughs> definitely and well done on uh, congratulations on reaching 100k thank you brilliant, i appreciate man, so. that <laughs> brilliant uh brilliant uh, that's where you can find zoe um all her apps and recommendations will be in the description below so you can go away and download anything that she's recommended there all those lovely apps in the middle and uh We'll try and squeeze out all those books as well. <laughs> so Thank many. you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> but it was it was a real pleasure chatting with you, Zoe. Um, I uh, will. I'm sure I'll have you back on very soon. Sounds great. Thank That'd you. All right. Thanks. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Zoe. Um, it was a really, really interesting one, one that dived into a lot of different topics. Um, and I'm sure you picked up a few tools and apps that you can go away and thoroughly enjoy. So uh, I'll include all of the lovely stuff in the description. Uh, Alice will put that all together for us, uh, lovely Alice. Um, so it's going to be available all down there. So uh, feel free to check all of that good stuff out. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. If you haven't checked out the sponsor yet, which is set up, feel free to go in the link in the description. It's basically the Netflix for Mac apps, hundreds of Mac apps under one suite in a set monthly rate. So do check that one out. Anyway, guys, I will see you next week with another episode here on the Tools They Use podcast. Cheers, guys. <laughs>